With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 4 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Ryan Dalton. for Eye on the Future, and I know all you guys are just like me. We were singing along with that song, and we were putting our heart into it. Our eyes were closed, and we are, like, pretending to be singing that song just as good as Whitney. But it is time for Eye on the Future. We are talking about the inner child. This is part two. We dug in pretty deep last week, and uh, I learned some stuff, I mean, about my inner child. I think I'm an outer child because I don't think I ever grew up, but apparently there's an inner child within this inner child. So um, we're also on the phone, of course, if you guys want a free psychic reading, this is the time and place to give a call while you listen to the show. If you're one of the lucky listeners that gets picked, you get a free psychic reading by Lady Fontaine. And also we have the man who knows just about everything. I mean, I quiz this man about a bunch of stuff, paranormal activity. This guy knows the ins and outs. It's Mr. Jim Elkin. How's everybody doing today, guys? Oh, well, I'm doing fine. Um, I'm hanging in there. I get a little bit of cabin fever every now and then, but I would rather be safe than sorry. So I'm following the guidelines and staying in like 99.99% of the time. How are you doing, Jim? Well, I've, I've got a motorcycle that's in the shop and waiting for a delivery of a starter motor, which has taken three weeks now. Yes. And all these beautiful days have gone by and I've had to ride something a little less than my favorite, but it's fine. It's good. I'm good. Oh, Healthy, so you have more than able. one motorcycle? You yeah, have I have mo- two. You have, oh, so you Harley's. still have that old one that I saw a long time ago. Yeah, the one at Smalley's. That's the same one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I knew when I saw the newer one, it was 
like, whoa, <laughs> like serious business. And do you know, yeah. like any time I'm in the area that we were in when we went to dinner, they have all throughout that town, they have motorcycle parking. Because one day I was looking for parking and all I could find was motorcycle parking. And I certainly don't drive a motorcycle. <laughs> so I had to walk about a mile. But um, it's yeah. amazing. That's like the only town I've ever seen that has preferential parking, like right in front of the building I wanted to go in was motorcycle parking. Unbelievable. Never, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, you travel the world kind of like on your motorcycle. Have you ever seen that before? Only in Nashville. Oh, I found, so it must I found be like some motorcycles. Yeah, it, I found a couple spots in, in, uh, in Nashville right in front of a Harley clothing store that were uh, dedicated to motorcycle, right in front of the uh, shooters there. <laughs> Oops, I didn't go in. Oh, so is that I didn't where, go in. Is that, I was just <laughs> going to ask in. you, is that where you're hanging out these days? Shooters, hooters, whatever. Hooters, whatever the name of that hooters. place was, yeah. One of those. <laughs> so, no, Ryan, that's... what are you up to? Uh, Ryan, I know uh, you're, you're, you're home with your with with Evan and your wife, and your wife is pregnant. How is she doing? Yeah, uh, she's doing good. She's doing good. Uh, family time at an all-time high, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Man, from going outside, rocking the playground, to going uh, bath time is every night because, you know, Evan likes to play in the bath. I love throwing in bath bombs and seeing what colors I can create. So uh, <laughs> it's a blast for both of us, to be honest. Um, so, you know, that video that you did for us, was that something you built, that um, climbing thing? Oh, no, that was just uh, the playground that came with the yeah, house yeah. in the back of the yard. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, can, I, can't, I can't really build, I could barely build like a, a Lego house for Evan. So, I mean, my building <laughs> skills are very low. Because <laughs> that was oh, kind of wow. neat. That was really neat. Oh, yeah, he's got a little rock climbing uh Part uh, attached to the to the slide, the swings, all that good stuff. And uh, just recently, he did it without uh, my help, and it was quite the accomplishment. And uh, couldn't be proud. Yay! So where can people where can people go to see this video? You can go to uh, well, you can go to the Lady Fontaine Facebook page, and also my YouTube page, DTV Presents. Uh, that's where we have. Tons. Well, that's where I got my tons and tons of videos, and uh, and the Lady Fontaine Facebook page also has it on there. A little uh, commercial, you know, to let people know and spread it around on what to expect from the show because we literally do everything. So I try to get that all wrapped up into one video for everyone. Thanks, job. Yeah, and and hopefully in the next few days I'm going to set up a an eye on the future um, YouTube. You know, page, what do they call it? A page or a channel? Or, a page. I don't yeah, even know channel. what they call it. A page. A so I'm going to be putting – it's a channel? Yeah. Channel. Yeah. Okay. YouTube channel, yeah. So, so I'm going to set that up. I'm going to set up one for Eye on the Future and one for, for me, for Lady Fontaine. And, um, Ryan, you said that you would upload that video there. And what I'm hoping oh, to sure. do over the weekend, if, you know, I mean, let's face it, I mean, I'm going to be so busy that, you know, I might not have any time to do this, but I'm going to try to do a very short vid video on um, the law of attraction, because I know that a lot of people have an interest in that. So I sort of want to do a little bit of an overview of that. And I also would like to do a short video on wanting um, any of my 
clients that um, especially have been with me and done coaching with me, and even if they haven't, they've probably heard me saying this a trillion times about um, wanting. Because if you look up the definition of want in a dictionary, do you guys know what the definition is? That I don't, unfortunately. It's, it's yeah. lacking in Old English. Bingo. And that's what it is, lack of. So if you're, if you're trying to manifest something and you're wanting it, you're sending out, let's assume I want a new car. I want a, um, like a, you know, like a Ferrari. So I really, really want this Ferrari. What I'm sending out to the universe is that I'm lacking. I'm lacking the Ferrari. So the universe sends me more of lacking it. So bottom line is, I'm going to go into that in a separate video. Those are two videos I'm hoping to work on over the weekend. And if we can get Jim motivated and maybe the next week or so, he could do something a little bit fancier with all of us. That was a question, Jim. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Oh, my God. If not, I'll do it. I'm Put not making any commitments head. yet. <laughs> it, it might not be as professional as Jim did it, but I'll, I'll work on it if, if for some reason um, Jim doesn't want to do it. But, um, Ryan, I have a question for you. Sure. Oh, okay, you're there. All right, so is there, any chance, is there any chance that we can get on this show or some other show Detective Jason Laserbeam? Oh, Detective Jason Laserbeam. Can we get him on the show? I could probably reach out to him for sure. Man, I would a, love to talk to him and see what he's up to. Yeah, no, he's a I, – I know him, a solid detective. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I interviewed a lot of people back in the day during the radio show, and he was one of the guys because I like to you know talk to cops. I was a huge fan of Forensic Files. And I reached out to one of the cops, and Jason Laserbeam uh, is a fantastic gentleman, and he spoke the truth. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, I kind of would like to talk to him a little bit about um, what's going on with, you know, COVID-19 and the origins of it. I mean, I think he's, you know, like a sharp guy. I mean, a really sharp guy when it comes to figuring all this stuff out. I would say so, yeah. And like Detective Rollins. I mean, Detective Rollins. I mean, does he remember um, Detective Laserbeam? Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I can reach out to him as well. Yeah, and there's a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, no, I'm all about the cop scene. I'm obsessed with the murder shows. Uh, yeah, well, I'm always happy with the ending. I never like the, the murder shows that have that open end to it. I always want that killer caught, and uh, the detectives do a great job, and that's why I reached out to one of them, and he was uh, very cool. Yeah, all right, all well, it's... If you could arrange to have Dr. Laserbeam, I, I, doctor, I mean, Detective Laser, maybe he is a doctor too, um, Detective Laserbeam, I, I would like to talk to him about a few things, plus that murder case that he was working on where he killed the father and the two brothers. Yep, that's true. That's true. Uh, I yeah, mean, I'll certainly reach out to him, absolutely. And did he ever figure out it, who but did I can it? reach out. Yeah. What? All right. Now, did he ever figure out who did it? I believe so. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I haven't talked to him since then, but I'm pretty sure. Usually, everything he's focused on, he's gotten done. So. All right, all right. Well, that might be for a future show. But ask him to be prepared because I do have some questions about um, both that murder with um, that terrible murder and 
if anybody doesn't know the murder case that I'm referring to, um, uh, uh, could you tell them how to get to that video? Um, So DTV Presents, that would be my channel because that's where I recorded from. All my stuff is on that channel. And uh, I I labeled it uh, Unavoidable Reality. So uh, that would be the video you want to click on. And it's it's enjoyable, to say the least. It's very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Yeah, so this way people will be prepared for um, Detective Laserbeam. I I just fell in love with him. I mean, you know, like, is your wife going to mind? Because I really fell in love with him. That's why I really want him on the show. Because, like, is he single or is he married? Oh, God, Laserbeam? I don't know. I haven't talked about that. I will... I will I will reach out to him. That I never no I never discussed uh, that type of stuff with him, but I'll, I'll find out. Sure. So, and, and find out if he has a sister for me, okay? Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hopefully, he's got like a big Brady Bunch family and just yeah. <laughs> Jim, did you see that video? It's so funny. I mean, no, it's I haven't so seen it yet. Funny. Oh my god, I was laughing, but I fell in love with. He goes. Um, uh, Detective Rollins, this is Detective Jason Laserbeam. You remember me? We worked on a case uh, seven years ago. Now, don't say you don't remember. <laughs> I was rolling in laughter. I just fell in love with you. <laughs> so, yes, I would like him on the show. But does he know anything about, like, the origins of this coronavirus? Maybe. Or did he only uh, yeah, I, I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him in like probably about three years, but he's very well versed. And uh, I mean, every, he's just one of he's he's a go to guy. I know he used to do stand up comedy. That's how I met him. So there is there's like two comics that I know, Bill Cannon and Jason Laserbeam, and both do comedy and are, you know, police officers. So uh, one did detective, the other one did, you know, forensics and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out. These guys are these are good people. So I will right. find out everything that needs to be. He will be a future guest, that is for sure. All right. And also, I know you have the ins with Morgan Freeman. Yes, he is also one of, uh, you know, when I did the radio show, I talked to a lot of celebrities, uh, and Morgan Freeman was one of them, and he was a great guy. I do have his uh, phone number and my phone, and my wife tells me, do not text him. I always want to text him. Every single time I watch a Morgan Freeman movie, I want to, and she goes, don't bother Morgan Freeman with what you thought. He does not care what you thought because you talked to him once on the radio. And unfortunately, I keep wanting to, but she, she won't let me, and I've been a good boy with that, and I have not texted him. But if it's for the show, I'm sure he'll call in. So. Well, he's probably right. bored to tears sitting around his house just like we are. So. I know, so might as well call in. Yeah, you know? go for it. All right, I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll hit everybody up. Yeah, no, I think it would be neat. And then I I actually have a guest that I would like to have on the show. Um, At some point when we do a show on healing, I have a chiropractor, a chiropractor, a chiropractor friend. Um, We've known each other for like 20 years, and he's been a really close friend of mine. And he has developed a way to actually adjust people from remotely from a distance. Um, His name is Dr. Peter Hunt. Um, he's in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. He's got a great practice going there. And he uses a lot of different modalities 
in his treatment when he does hands-on work. But I have many instances where I've been like, oh, God, my back is out. I'm in such pain. And I'll, I'll call him, and then he'll go, you know, I'm busy with clients, so could this, like, wait till later? And then all of a sudden I'll start feeling better, like, 15 minutes later, and I'll say, oh, he just worked on me. And then I'll get a text from him. Ah, I had a minute, so I fit you in. It really works. So I want to get him on the show. So at some point, I want to do a show on, I don't know if we should call it remote healing or just healing. What do you think, Jim? Well, I, I don't know. Um, I, I do know that I've been taught a technique of remote acupuncture, which sounded very much like voodoo to me, you know, with the doll and everything, sticking needles oh. in the doll. <laughs> but that's similar so, to what he does. I mean, he yeah. uses a skeleton or something when he's adjusting me, and then he tells me exactly what's out. Yeah, well, we have these models that they're called, and they have the acupuncture points and meridian lines on them. And what we're supposed to do is I'm, I'm needling this point right now. Do you feel it? And when the patient indicates that they feel it, then we stimulate the, the needle in the doll. As a, as, you know, it's a connection thing, and it, it actually does have, have quite a lot of power. So, so it's useful, but uh, uh, it's kind of limited when, when you're trying to treat something as, as intense as the, the crisis we're dealing with today. Why not? But I, but I wonder if it would be effective because his adjustments are really effective. How much did you get into it or try it, if at all? I didn't, didn't try it much at all because I always had an office and patients always showed up in it, so I never needed to use a remote acupuncture. But I it, honestly it's something I could try now. <laughs> I honestly not? did not even know that there was such a, I mean, look, remote healing, we all, have, well, most of us have heard of it, but sure. I honestly did not um, even comprehend that there was something like that out there. So, sure. you know, from my eyes, it's, it's definitely really interesting, and I'd love to do a show on it at some point. So would you be able to experiment with it a little bit, Jim, even if you work on me, since you know you've sure. worked on me for like, a hundred years. Uh oh. Yes. True true age comes out. We're we're over a hundred. We're actually vampires. And, oh, now you uh, told us. Now you gave uh, away our secrets. I did. I mean that's why we do a nighttime show. I mean, you know, let's face it. <laughs> okay. So and I don't I don't know how to make a vampire sound. I don't I mean like if we were doing The Walking Dead a zombie, there's probably a sound like I don't remember what it sounds like, but there is a very distinctive zombie sound. But Probably. is there a vampire oh, sure. sound? You know, maybe mm-hmm. like flopping wings. Like kind of a hissing, kind of like a cat hiss. Oh, like yeah, a hissing. I've heard that. That's a Bill Lugosi was sure. really good at that. That's right. Oh, a shriek, a bat shrieks, doesn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> they squeak. Oh, squeak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, oh, you mean real bats? Or you mean the ones on TV? Oh, the ones on TV, yeah, they scream ter- terribly. It's like, <laughs> well, um, maybe maybe for next. Oh, what are we going to talk about next week, Ryan? You've got to intro this. Yeah, go we got for it, the paranormal. <gasps> like make paranormal. a big I'm intro. Crying. Like big wow, intro. The what? Make a big intro. I mean, that's a big show. We've been wanting to do this for ages. And when are we going to do it? Oh, when next Thursday we're rocking it out. Yeah. And it's gonna. And I'm dying. And it's crazy because I'm dying to do the paranormal show. 
<gasps> Don't die, please. Just be anxious. No, never. No, 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 no. I'm going to live to 104. I've always said it, and I always believe okay. that is locked in. So 104 okay. years and, old. And if you believe it, you will do it. Ab- absolutely. That's always been. I think I was like nine years old when I stamped that I was going to go 104. And then I'll jump out, you know, and I'll see what's going on on the, the upstairs with the big man. But oh, that's I don't, why you I don't want to leave that any question. That's why you asked that question about oh, several weeks, several shows ago about, I don't remember exactly how you worded it. Um, I guess if one, you or your wife or something. Um, no, I think that was you saying if you, if you left. So if you leave first at 104, how old is your wife going to be? Like she's going to be living to be like 150 or something. No, I'm I'm much well. I'm older than her by a good amount of years. So uh, if I go to 104, and she'll last just as long as that's obviously like the agreement I have with the big man. Uh, yeah, she just at that point she's gonna be old. So I mean, she's not gonna be you know going after any you know dudes at that age. So I'll just be patient and wait up there and hang out at the bar and then wait for her to come up. You know, you never know. You never know. No, there's, well, that's not happening because I will tell, and I'm going to wait for you at the bar at the Heaven Inn, and I'm, I'm waiting for you. Well, I remember that a few shows, episodes ago, we had, I think when we were talking about, um, you know, past life um, or reincarnation or one of our topics, um, you went into being very emphatic that um, you just could not handle if, you when you leave at 104 if your wife makes it to like 150 you don't want her i mean it's over her later involvement, it's over right yeah there's oh no i asked if, if she if she somehow by mistake uh died before me she can't be dating people up in heaven you know there's no, <laughs> nothing like that you know well, she must have it. It's not like I don't want to. I don't want to come up and then be like, I'm just looking for my wife, and they're like, Oh, she's with you know Lou yeah. the Angel, and I'm like, No, no, okay, no. Well, she cannot be with Lou the Angel because she's my wife, you know. Okay, Christopher Walken over there's got her, so uh, you know he's a celebrity. I don't want. Yeah, no, Christopher Walken's not that popular. <laughs> Christopher Walken okay. obviously is not talking to my woman. You know that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, let's hope we're all here for a long time in spite of what's yeah, going on in this sure. crazy world right now. Um and um for any of those people who are interested, um if you haven't seen some of the predictions regarding COVID-19 that I've been making, well, I actually made them like over a month, no, I guess it was about a month ago. Um, you know, these are just impressions that in talking to some of my friends, um, I were, I was getting all these feelings about what was going on. Some of them are proving to be true. Other ones we'll see how it actually plays out. And the actual, um, if I was texting with somebody, I always date stamped the predictions that I made just so it's living proof that I made it on those dates. Um, so we'll see how things turn out. I wish that I'd be continue to get messages, but um, right now I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting any messages about what's going to happen. That's probably because I'm a 9/11 survivor. I have PTSD, and I'm very engrossed with my own PTSD right now. So I am interested, based on that, to really when the callers are calling in. 
um, tonight. I really want to know how people are doing. And there's one other thing I want to talk about before we start talking about the topic of tonight is, you know, um, I'm very happy with um, the beginnings of what we're doing to help people who have lost their jobs. And, you know, I'm concerned about a lot of people who aren't working and have to pay rent or mortgage payments. But, you know, there seems to be very little in the stimulus package for um, senior citizens and especially those who are only on um, Social Security. And I know there, you know, people fought for them to get the $1,200 stimulus pack, you know, stimulus check, which they are getting. But one thing that I thought was very interesting um I don't remember if it was under Obama or who, what president, um, they actually did a $200 increase in the Social Security check. I don't know if it was a permanent increase or a temporary increase, and they actually saw that it stimulated the economy in a really tremendous way. So I've really been trying to think of a way to help senior citizens that are limited to only... I'm sorry, I think that was a cost... I think that was a cost of living increase because I I got an increase also on my social security checks, and and oh, you, and that's up two hundred dollars. That's, uh, that's it, a it was two percent or something like that. So it, it was a, it depends on who, how much you're getting. It was a percentage increase. Um, was that the? But this was I think long before you were on social security. Okay. Because I think they do like, uh, you know, 1% or 1 point something percent every Uh most years. But this was, they did this as, you know, with the intention of, you know, having it stimulate the economy. And it really did. Um, So I apparently, you know, I think that a lot of people on Social Security, if they have some extra money, especially now, like, you know, when any of us go to the grocery store nowadays, I know I'm stocking up and I'm buying, you know, big supplies because I don't want to run out. I used to just run out every day, every other day, whenever I would say, oh, I need to get, you know, whatever. You just run to the supermarket. Well, I don't do that anymore. So I'm stocking up, you know, and one day you're spending, you know, $200. The next day you're spending $100. If you're just on Social Security and you don't have any other income, how can you do that? Plus, I was looking on... Right. I was looking on, you know, online trying to say, well, man, could I just order everything from Amazon? And, you know, first of all, the prices were three times the prices that I would pay in the supermarket. But in addition to that, the delivery time was like May. You know, who could mm-hmm. wait till May? I'm hungry now. Um, right. You know, so so I mean, thank God I work. But and you work. But there are people that don't work, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what to do where maybe, you know, when I say we, I, I'm not saying you, I'm not committing you guys to anything, but we uh-huh. meaning if anybody's interested in helping, um, you know, maybe there is something we could do. I know I'm hearing stories about young kids, you know, helping by shopping, doing the shopping for them and things like that, which I think is wonderful, but I'm concerned that a lot of people don't have money to buy the things. I mean, even when they start letting people go back to work, I think they're still going to have the senior citizens locked down unless this totally, you know, blows over. But I'll tell you something. I'm at the point where I don't think I'm ever going to go outside without a mask, goggles, 
um, a hazmat suit. suit. Right. Oh, wow. My yeah. pink hazmat suit. <laughs> and, you got your pink and, suit. Yes. And it's, it hasn't arrived yet, but once it arrives, oh. that's, that's my new outer wear. I mean, I'm not Lights leaving the house without it. the other and just keep spraying as you walk in. It makes sense. Bingo. And then, oh, okay, so this is really important. And, Jim, you could maybe even explain this better than I can, but um, my, my, my therapist had told me about this, and it's tapping on your thymus. And your thymus controls what, Jim? Your immune system, right? Uh, that's. Your, your thymus controls a lot, a lot of autonomous functions in the body, but the immune system is one of them, yes. And the endocrine system as well. Right. But um, they, 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 she was telling me about just really tapping it, and it really is, you could probably describe it better than me. It's like the center of the chest, you know, sort of like a couple inches underneath the collarbone. I mean, would you describe it better than that? Um, it's right in the center of the sternum. From what I was taught in, in, in anatomy mm-hmm. classes, but so, yes. So before I go out, I tap the that area, and I'm, I actually uh-huh. talk to Simon. Wake up, hello, is anyone home? You know, so so my my new <laughs> vision is that you know I'll walk into my husband's suit, tapping my chest, hello, hello, is anyone home? <laughs> You know, with my goggles and everything, and I'm sure the store will clear out, so I'll be safe. You know, so, um, but that's my plan because I'm afraid to ever get close to anybody again. I really am. So I think I'm going to be living the life of a hermit forever. So, um, oh, you know, sorry. <laughs> because I'm afraid. Of, you know, with my breathing issues, I'm really afraid to be around people. So it probably will take me a very long time, but I'm sure there'll be many news reports about this crazy woman walking through the halls. Hello. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> In her pink tapping her, right. <laughs> tapping her chest with her goggles on. That'll be me. So just so you guys know, don't be afraid. It's me. All well, right. Well, there I'm is done a, talking. There is a, uh, a technique of acupuncture where, where tapping is, is uh, used a lot on acupuncture points. And there is an acupuncture point just above the, the, the thymus that is responsible for um, a lot of the upper respiratory stuff or lower respiratory oh. stuff. So that also makes a lot of sense from that perspective if you're trying to encourage your your lungs to be able to be a little more healthy. So is that up? I just go up like a fraction of an inch or like how much do I go up well, from where I'm tapping? Right, right in between the nipple line. Oh, down there. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the pericardium pericardium um well that's what i meant you know i was yeah, close I know. you know it's i mean fine. i'm you not did, a doctor you did great you did great <laughs> i'm not a doctor <laughs> i have to deal with this stuff all day long so yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least i used to until i had to close my office um but yeah wow. that's 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 over the pericardium but it also directly influences everything in the in that area and, and the, the so the lungs and the heart and the pericardium and and all those organs in that area. So Could thymus. you give me like what that trigger point is called so I could look it up? Like is it G I or one or you would, five? We would or... we would call it C V fourteen would be a good way to look at it. Oh say sorry, C V seventeen. C V seventeen. C V seventeen. Okay. Yeah. I'll look at that. that. But that's conception the th- conception the seventeenth point oh. on the conception vessel. Okay. Oh 
because I know the conception vessels in the middle, and it usually, like with dogs, I'll work on ones that are below that, um, mm-hmm. you know, for different for digestion. things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or or even female things. Um, sure. You know, so I, I'm familiar with the lower ones. I wasn't familiar with the upper ones. All right, I will definitely look that up. This is some great information. So I'm I'm done talking. I, I've I've talked a lot now. So you guys we got callers. Yeah, we got callers. Ah, well, I mean, do you want to do you want to just jump into callers, or should we talk about um, inner child stuff? Do we have a lot of callers? Uh, we got we got three on deck. I, I would say you know uh, let's hit a caller because they'd be waiting, and then let's hit inner child. Let's because we can mix and match, you know. Because yeah, we, people, all right. One dude sounded kind of scared of what's going on right now, and and then we have another special guest on deck. We got we got a bunch of stuff. All is right, and Paula? then there was it's, yeah. Paula, there is that our Paula? Yeah, we have Paula on deck. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Because uh, last week she, we had, she uh, tried to get on and we didn't, we never got to her. And the first person on deck has I actually very briefly he, he spoke was, to her. I didn't realize I unmuted her when I was sending you guys text messages before oh, the that, show. That one I believe left. That one is not She's no back now. Anymore. She's back. She's back now? Oh I thought yep. uh, I thought that was Paula's number, but I could be No tomorrow. on top. She's she's back up on, oh, top. on top. Uh she's okay, eight by so six. Put her first? Yeah, well yeah. And this way Jim and I could talk for a little bit because she's been waiting a bit. And then we'll we'll put um Paula on so if she has anything you know, critical she wants to talk about or, you know, we'll see. And then we could take some other callers. Okay. Okay. So first one that you chatted with, I, I, I was the only one I did not screen. Uh, hello. Well, you could, I told her you would be on to screen her. I uh, didn't really screen well, her because I was so now. embarrassed I'm that I unmuted her. her. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. <laughs> So you're coming on totally cold. I mean, usually, I mean, I'm sitting here. I usually warm them up, texting. but uh, right. yeah, I was no, looking at the, right. the lower numbers. And Jim and I are texting, and I use dictation software, so she's going, hello? Hello? And I go, oh, wait, no, no, no. Uh, Ryan will be on soon to screen you. <laughs> so you're not being screened, Laura. We're diving right in, so we have no idea what your topic is tonight. So you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? Uh, so I'm out of work uh, with the virus and everything. It's got me worried because I, I, I am getting calls from recruiters about interviews for remote work, uh, and I've been submitting my resumes through these recruiters to companies. So I'm worried about that, you know, finding a job in these times especially. Because I do contract work, so even at the best of times, I'm always competing with a whole bunch of other people. Right but now, <laughs> I'm competing with millions of people, so it's it's scary times right now. Trying to think how I'm going to get along financially. And I know it's it's hard enough. I spent most of my career being a contractor, so I definitely get that the normal, you know, concerns about doing contract work much less in today's day and age. So let me just zoom in on your energy. And I'm going to tell you that um, in general, I'm going to make a a very general statement and then I'm really going to zoom in with your energy, but it's 
you know, obviously I've been getting a lot of calls, you know, a lot of my clients and I'm picking up a lot of new clients who are asking the same question. And there's something very similar that I see in a lot of people's energy is that when I get to um, some of the potential opportunities um, or if they're still employed and they're concerned about being left out, let, you know, let go. Um, I'm feeling the same thing as a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, um, you know, fear and, and not just, you know, the, the person who's concerned about um, either losing their job or finding a job, but in the employer's energies as well. Um, so, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you what I pick up, but I want you to factor in that there's a lot of knee jerk reactions that people are making right now that, you know, based on the stock market, based on things that, you know, we're hearing, you know, I mean, you know, first we're hearing one thing and now we're hearing, you know, potentially we're going to lose, you know, a hundred to 200,000 people and all this other stuff. So, you know, it affects people's decisions, but on the plus point for you, Laura, um, I actually do feel that you are going to be in demand, and I actually do feel that there's – I'm seeing two opportunities that, you know, you go through the um, interview process, and I really do feel you're going to be considered for two opportunities in the next – doesn't feel that far off, the next three to four weeks. Um, and there is a good chance that you're going to get either one or both of those offers you may be in a position where you're deciding which one of those offers is the best offer, but if you only get one, um, you know, you're, you're way ahead of a lot of people. You, for whatever reason, are one of the few that I'm reading for that, although I feel all the fear and hesitation, which is normal in your energy, um, when I look at your future financially and career-wise, I'm not seeing many many hiccups at all. I'm almost seeing, I hate to say this, I mean, I'm happy for you, but I hate to say it because, you know, the more I look and the deeper I go into energy, the more I see, oh, this person's going to make a snap decision on this and everything will change. But I'm not seeing that with you. I'm really seeing smooth sailing. So my hope for you is that, um, you know, it plays out pretty much the way I say um, I, I do want to just give that little bit of, um, you know, what if that even if you get into a situation where you go through some interviews and then they say, ah, well, now it's stalled and they're not sure if they're hiring or, you know, they're they're canceling the job request or something. It still feels to me that something is going to work out right for you. So what I'm going to ask you to do is try not to be discouraged and try to have faith because, um, I, I, I don't know if you've heard, like last week people were asking me stuff and uh, or our last show and who knows who else is on the phone today, but um, I'm not necessarily feeling so, you know, such a bright future as I feel for you. So I really want you to hang in there. I'm feeling something's, you know, right around the corner for you. So you may have a couple weeks. It may turn into a month. Um but it doesn't feel like it's going to be an extended period of time that you're unemployed. Oh, great. Wonderful. Thank you. Oh, you're very very welcome. Good luck, and and keep us posted. Let us know how things turn out. Yeah, definitely. I will.
All right. It was good speaking awesome. with you. Well, All right. It looks like we just lost a lot of people. I wonder what happened I know. What there. the heck just happened? I don't know. It must uh, I guess, blog talk radio. at the same time? I know. So if you guys, if callers were waiting in queue, we just, the whole queue got wiped out. So call back yeah. in. Um, literally the weird. whole queue. It's just us that's left. And there were about three callers in queue. So, um, and probably everyone, uh, you screen people. Were there other people that were interested in um, career stuff? Uh, yeah. Uh, the the one guy called in. He was wondering about the, he has a big family. He was wondering about the, the Corona, you know. Uh, well, he called back, so that's good because I remember his because he has three one one one. Yeah. Right. Well, don't say people's phone names out loud. Let's do just the three one one. Should I put him on just because he called right yeah, back? Yeah, sure we'll call back sure. after that. Sure. No, All yeah. right. So right now we're talking to Justin. I talked to him. He had some concerns and he had some questions. And I said, don't worry because we got Lady Fontaine, we got Elkin, and they'll take care of it. I'm here to make you laugh in the meantime. But, Justin, what are your questions? She's here to answer them. Uh, yeah, my question is a lot like the last caller, uh, Laura. I just actually got the call today from my, my company that we're all going to be laid off for the foreseeable future. Um, there's really no time no timetable as to, uh, you know, when things may reopen business-wise. So I actually had two questions, if you'd be kind enough to answer. The first one was um, if you know how long you think like all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world may actually go on for, like basically when we may actually get back to, you know, some normalcy. And the other question was, I've been, even before all this stuff happened, considering a career change. um, So I just was wondering if you maybe had a little insight if that's a right decision, especially with the timing of it now, or if I should just stick it out and, hope that when you know my my job now picks back up that I should just stick with that. All right. So let me let me answer the the bigger question first because you did say how long is all this craziness going to go on? And yeah. I'm not feeling a quick resolution as much as I'm hoping and praying and I really do feel this time is about a cleansing and ultimate transformation for all of us. And I know it's a heck of a way to get there. Um, because, you know, people are struggling financially right now and, um, you know, people are dying. So, I mean, this is, you know, it's it's a horrible, you know, scenario that we're in. But um, yeah. I do feel, I mean, you know, I hear Trump talking about and other politicians talking about opening parts of the country. And I do feel that there's a very strong likelihood that that's going to start happening um, for maybe a month or so, or maybe even six weeks. But I do feel certain parts of the country are going to start opening up. Um, I feel as a big picture, um, we're in this for months. It doesn't feel like there's a quick resolution. Um, as far as job and career for you, um, so do you know when you're actually going to be let, let go? Or did they say like as of yeah. Friday or something you're gone? Um they they told us as of uh, April 10th, 
So after April 10th, um, you know, they're, they're wording it as furlough, but I mean, either way you look at it, it's, you know, unpaid time off. And the reason why I'm so stressed and worried is, you know, I'm, I'm married with four kids, you know, with the mortgage, a house, all that kind of stuff. Like a lot of people, of course. So, um, yeah. Well, I do feel that, um, you know, not that this, you know, in my eyes, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that most of us are going to qualify for the $1,200 stimulus check. Um, but in reality, you know, how much does that pay, especially with a family of four? You know, you're lucky if it covers yeah. your mortgage and, you know, bread. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I definitely get that. Um, in your energy, I'm seeing stuff a little bit further out than I did with Laura. Um, but... I mean, obviously, you're going to file for unemployment as soon as it happens. And the the very interesting point about your company, and um, you know, I I I might ask um, Ryan to ask you offline um, for for the first name of your boss. I, I'm not asking you to give it to us on the air, but because that always helps me zoom in more. But I got to say this that even if they start laying people off and or furloughing them, I actually do feel there's going to be a point when, where people are going to start being brought back on um, a lot sooner than others. So I feel that they might, you know, let, you know, a, a big chunk of people go, but there is, and it's not coming through as a definite, but there is some um, likelihood that you would be one of those people brought back, you know, perhaps, you know, a month later or, you know, a certain amount of time after. Um, it It's still not showing a lot of clarity there. So my feeling is, like I was saying to Laura, that in general what I'm feeling is that people don't know what to do and they're just trying to stay afloat. I honestly feel that the economy, you know, it, it's it's going to be a challenge. I mean, it really is for, for a lot of companies to keep their head above the water. And I don't mean to sound like, you know, you know, a fatalist here or anything, but um, I, I I just feel we've got some rough time ahead of us. Um, the the very interesting part of what I feel in your energy is, um, and this might tie into the second part of your question, Justin, when you talked okay. about change. I'll tell you, when you said to me about change, everything lit up. And energetically, you lit up, the, your path lit up, everything lit up, and. The reality right now of making a major change, I think, is going to be really hard to do since most people aren't hiring and they're letting people go. But um, I feel the change you want to make is is a very significant change. And I'm just I, I haven't even asked you what you do, but let's pretend you're an accountant. It almost feels like now you want to be like, a, you know, a, a, a skier or something. You know, it just feels like night and day, It you know, a total yeah. opposite to the realm. And. And, you know, I, I actually feel, though, especially in like this new wave of where, where we're going, that that new direction for you has a lot of promise. But, you know, you've also got a family with four kids, so you kind of have to weigh it and, you know, see what the opportunities are for you. But I really do feel when we get out of where we are right now, um, or if, if you do get, you know, let go on the 10th and um, there is a period of time that, you know, you, you have the opportunity to be looking around. 
I actually see what looks like a temporary job or a temporary opportunity, which may be in the same field as you're in or something similar, um, or it could be even something, my guides are saying it could be something different, but it's not your, your dream thing, what you had in mind, but it will provide income coming in for you. Um, but when I get out like four or five, six months in the future for you, this other thing that you want to do is like a wow for you. So I would say, you know, start really looking at that opportunities in that direction or how you can sort of make that, you know, that shift or change. But I want you to be prepared for the short term. There will be jobs out there. And it might not be exactly the job that you want, but there will be a way to put food on your table and to pay your bills. At least for you, I'm feeling it. So I I kind of feel there's going to be a temporary opportunity coming up for you. But my gut feeling is that your company, no matter how many people they're letting go right now or furloughing, you're going to be one that is going to at least have the opportunity to go back, Um, you know, I would say within a four to six week period. Um, In that meantime, I do feel you could find work. There are things that either you're good at or there are companies around you hiring. Um, The bigger change, when I look like, you know, four, six months, even eight months down the road, that might be the opportunity for you to really start looking at what that change is. Um, is 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 it indeed so night and day as what I'm picking up? Because, man, there's no, like, commonality in the energy at all. Um, I mean, the only <clears throat> the only thing that I could say would be similar to what I do now. It's so like I, I don't have a problem telling you I'm in sales right now in retail. So the career change that I was thinking about was um, it's still in sales, but it was actually um, in real estate. You know, it's always something that I've thought about doing, and for whatever reason, you know, like everybody, you get busy in life, and you find reasons and excuses as to why, you know, you didn't go to school or or take the time to do what you needed to do to try to make that change. But now, with you know, you know, me not going to work and having this time, you know, it's been something that I've really been thinking about. Even like I said, leading up to this point, you know, feeling like the job that I'm in now, and like I said, with what just happened, it really proved to me there's no stability in the type of, you know, work that I'm in right now. Like primarily my money comes from commission and stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, again, I know obviously real estate is commission based too, but you know, it, it's just got a lot more room for growth and, you know, potential in that type of field. So um, that was actually the, uh, the job that I was thinking of. But I mean, if you feel like you see something different down the line, that could be big, you know, I'm not opposed to looking at other, you know, other things, but, you know, I was just kind of weighing that decision. If, you know, if it's the right time to try to make that shift and to start doing the things I need to do to go for that. Well, what I think is a really wise thing is you're going to have time right now. I don't know how long, you know, the real estate training and getting your license takes or anything like that. But if you have the opportunity to do something online right now um, or to Mm -hmm. at least start studying for the test, this is the time to do it. It would really give you focus. Um, When you say the real estate, um, to me it feels like an intermittent it's like a path to lead you to something else. Um, and I'm not quite sure what that something else is yet, but to me, it's a stepping stone to get to this newer, this new opportunity that I see for you, which 
feels, um, I don't want to say bigger because, you know, if you get in, you know, if you're selling multi-million dollar homes that, you know, real estate's a big market and those people, you know, I think aren't really hurting, you know, they might be hurting right now because everyone's afraid, you know, not, no one's allowed to go out, but, um, you know, that the high end market might, might hold and that might be a great way to, you know, if, if you have the opportunity to do that, and they might want experienced people. I'm not sure how it works, but that my gut feeling is if you go that direction, it's still going to lead you in another direction. It's just the stepping stone for you to get to this next level. And I'm not sure what the next level is because my guides aren't showing me, but there is something else out there for you. Um, but I, I do like the real estate and I do feel it would be a good opportunity for you. But if you do get into um, selling real estate, what my guides keep saying is it's not as easy as what you think it is. And I do feel that the, you know, the economy is going to take a while to really bounce back. So if mm-hmm. you're trying to sell, you know, the average home, I think it's going to take a while before there's a big market. Um you know, and, you know, I'm concerned in general about real estate values in certain areas. I think everyone's going to be moving out of the real populated areas and they're going to be headed for the more country rural areas. So, you know, city real estate that's usually so high priced is probably going to start falling in value and the suburbs are probably going to start rising in value, but not right away. I do feel yeah. the economy is really... Um, you know, we're killing the economy right now. We are. But, you know, yeah. I understand that, you know, social distancing and, you know, staying home is something we need to do. But your big, you know, in the big picture, your future does not look bad to me. It really doesn't. And I don't want, I really would love for you to start taking courses. If there's online courses in real estate, do it. You could always be working on this now. And if you go back to work, you could be working on the real estate on weekends or, you know, however you can sort of get your feet wet with it. But it's still going to lead you to something else. You might hook up with a real estate investor and they might want you to do something, you know, that having your real estate license is of great value. But the interesting part is, do you have a boat or have you always wanted to go like, like boating or yachting or something? Because I'm seeing you on water on a boat and it looks like a yacht to me. So I don't know if ultimately you're going to end up selling yachts or something like that, but is there any, you know, divinity or any, you know, interest in Um, boating? I mean, I, I owned a boat years ago. It was certainly not a yacht. I wish it was, but um, yeah, that you know. I mean, I love I I love the beach. I love water. I don't know if that kind of ties into it, but um, did did you have and a I, real and I love for, for the for the boating that you know when when you were doing it, and is that something you gave up? Did you have a passion sorry, was, for like going out on oh. the boat and stuff? Um, I mean, I when I had it, I, I really did enjoy it. I did like it. Yeah. I, yeah, I love the peacefulness that you got from being out in the water. And, you know, it was like I've always been that person that loved to be in the sun, loved being outside by the water. You know, like I mentioned, the beach, things like that. And I and I will admit, like, I do like I do love like big, lavish, extravagant things. Like I've always been drawn to that kind of stuff, you know, in any kind of, you know, way, shape or form, I guess you could say. I, I I don't know, you know, maybe maybe selling yachts 
is the direction to go for you. But I, I would start with the real estate because I don't feel anything that feels like it's going to hold you back. It's like my guides are nudging me to tell you to start taking classes tomorrow if they're available, you know, like or as soon as you actually get laid off or furloughed. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know why I'm draw to, drawn towards voting or something that could be it could just somehow sort of migrate to that or leave that. But keep it in the back of your mind because you never know, yachting sales or something like that, you might see something, some job opportunity, and I would encourage you to um, apply for it if you see it. Okay. I really appreciate the advice. Well, good luck to you. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, man. Uh, It seems legit. I loved it. Um, because uh, I, you know, I didn't ask Jim if he had any feelings on that because oh, I think yeah, he that's would, that's he would, he would think that he's not a psychic. So, um, you know, <laughs> but what do you want me to? Do feel, you have feelings on this stuff? Like, I wanted I to did, ask. I actually did have. I had a. You I had, a, I had something oh. pop for me that I thought would be well, say valuable, it, but say well, it, you know, he's, he's maybe gone. So he dropped off, so. Um, well, what, what I was so what much. I was thinking is, I mean, the, the the impact of this this crisis isn't going to just go away when we recover from it, meaning when we uh, stop being sick, because all of the stoppage of the production of all this stuff is going to be kind of pushed back for months. Uh, mm-hmm. In order, f- somebody made the point on the radio that you know if if there's a headlight that you need in order to produce a car. And that headlight is built in a factory and everybody's laid off right now. In order to get that factory up and running and then a headlight made and then shipped off to the factory where the car is made, which is waiting for that headlight, <laughs> the the whole sequence of events is going to have to gear up again. And that's going to take a long time to get that production flow going. So uh, it, the idea of getting into real estate might actually be a brilliant idea. Uh, because of two things. One is because he's going to be working in an area where there's going to be a lot of change going on. You know, mm. people are going to be moving in and out and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's likely that we're going to end up in a situation that's going to be historical for this century and maybe historical for the previous century. Who knows? But uh, uh, whatever, um, that kind of that kind of thinking might might get him in a, in a situation where he would be able to succeed or at least network in a way that he could also do sales work for another company. So perhaps perhaps he's going to find a house for for the owner of Chriscraft, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> suddenly yeah. find himself selling boats, yeah. you know. <laughs> but he'll and never find that doing what he's doing now. So <laughs> right, and then that could lead to him, you know, perhaps even doing both or something. Because exactly. there is a passion. He admitted that he had such a passion for exactly. for voting. Um, all right. So if we have other callers that have these kinds of questions, I mean, are you up to, you know, giving yeah, your yeah. your? Okay, I wasn't sure no if you, Thank you know, you. no, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, so we got I hope we'll get Paula it. ready to go. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll put Paula on. I want to see what's going on. Of course. She's on and she's ready to talk. Paula. Paula. Hey there. How is hey. everybody? Uh, <laughs> doing... Happy to hear from well, you. Are you healthy? Are you okay? I am healthy. Good. I've been working from home for seven years and I've been very, very... 
That was, was pretty that? Very, very uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what that was. That um, was an applause. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe this is better. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's for next week. Okay, I, I forgot. All right. So, no, that was an applause. We, we're we happy to hear you and hear your, your voice back on the air with us. <laughs> oh, I keep I'm, on forgetting this is the next week. Oh, boy, am I going to have fun next week? Oh, <laughs> uh, you've been this way all week, Jill. What are you drinking? <laughs> All right, so Paula, for the most so what's part, the, I'm doing really well. Um, but you know what? What, alone, what does that you know, mean? Kinda, for the most part, what does that mean? I'm, I'm getting. I really wish I had a dog. Um, certainly, this situation of being alone in the apartment all the time, you know, could benefit with a pet. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I agree you know? because I have dogs and I would be lost without them right now. Um, yeah. You know, for me, because I have the dogs and I have a routine, you know, between grooming and training and, you know, potty times and playing and all this stuff. For me, it's like any other day. You know, I mean, the only time yeah. that I realize that anything is different is when I want to go out. You know, but yeah. my day, it starts the same and it ends the same because I have the responsibility of the dog. Mm-hmm. And actually, you'd be yeah. able to get out more because they, you know, they say, you, obviously, if you have a dog, you can go walk your dog. Walk your so dog. is this something so, that right. you you want to do? Like, you know, would you get something like, you know, a poodle like you Absolutely. used to have? I would, I would get one tomorrow. I would get one tomorrow, but they won't they won't allow dogs in my apartment. Uh, um, they will allow a cat, but, you know, I have that severe allergy. So Yeah, me too. I know what you mean. So um, I, I don't think you, it's worth that. I considered moving, but I don't know if I should really be spending the little bit of extra money I have on moving, you know, just so I can have a dog. Right now, right. Right now, don't do it. But how is your job going? Um, Good. Good. I've been working from home. um, So, so far, that's going smoothly. And one of the things I did want to bring up was today, uh, my professor emailed me. And, and, well, everybody in this particular class, um, and mentioned about a, an opportunity that, you know, had been brought to the attention of the college, and he wanted to know if any of us were interested in it. But it's an associate editor position. Um, so I was going to ask you if you thought that was worth my effort in um, exploring, or if you think I should go ahead and just, you know, continue down the path I'm currently on. So this would be um, at a at, at another location? I mean, is this part of their organization or this is leaving where you are? No, I and think that this organization had reached out to the college to say, listen, we have this opportunity. We want to know um, if you have anybody who has the skills that could do this. So they, they reached out to the graduate school and said, oh, do you have anybody? okay. Yeah. Um, So the way I wasn't it comes through. This just kind of, you know, came into my inbox today. <laughs> right. So the way this comes through is, you know, if you were, um, if this was 20 years ago, I would say to you, go for it. Because mm-hmm. there is something I like about this opportunity, but it doesn't feel as high level as what you have in responsibility. Even if it is in title, 
it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it really is. You know, yeah. um, and you, you, you've been working for the company you're working at for, you know, many years now. You have a good reputation there. And right now, I don't, it just doesn't feel to me that it's worth the risk right now, um, unless this was something that they needed a part-time person or that you could do on a consulting basis or something like that. But to make a full-time change for that particular position Today doesn't a hundred percent resonate with me. It just doesn't. Right, and I had it all ha- those same thoughts that you just had. I was thinking myself as well. Those were the same uh, concerns and ideas that I had as well. Um, as soon as I was, you know, reading through it. So I will let you, you know, know if if anything right. occurs with that. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel bad, but like I just, you know, there. I think you're very secure where you are right now. Yeah, and um, I would. Ha- I just think this is the wrong time to make a move yeah. for you, um, because right. you've had if were, challenges if there were a part-time option that I could do in addition, that would be great. Yes, or mm-hmm. if they would do, mm-hmm. you know, some consulting where you could do it a few hours in the evening, or um, you know, weekends or something like that. I would say go for it. But if they're looking for a full-time person, it doesn't feel vibrant enough to me to say make that move because it just doesn't resonate on that same level to to me anyhow. So I have another question, if that's okay. Yeah. So um, you know how at times like these men from the past always come out of the woodwork. Um, That's how it happens in my life anyway. So last summer I had briefly dated this guy, Bill, all right, just a couple of dates. I liked him, but he definitely was not uh, ready for a relationship. He was really just in the beginning of his breakup when we were dating together. So anyway, so we stopped seeing each other. And um, sometime after that, he had fixed my car for free. And um, then I ran into him maybe a month ago at the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, He was with somebody else, and I was with somebody else. But we said hello, we hugged me, things like that. So then he popped up on my Facebook recently as a suggested friend. And we have no friends in common, so I wasn't sure how that happened. I thought maybe he might have been scoping my page, and maybe that's why Facebook prompted him as a friend suggestion. So anyway, I did go ahead and click the, you know, invite friend, and he did accept. Um, I haven't heard from him since then. It's only been a few days. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this Bill situation. Do you think he was scoping my page? Do you think that he's um, thinking about contacting me? Um, let me tell you that when you said his name, um, it was like fireworks. But it, not not in a bad way, you know, like boom, 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 boom. But like, yeah. wow. Like, wow. You know, I mean, Whoa. Um, and there's rarely, I've, I've known you for a lot of years and I've looked at a lot of men in your energy and, and I don't ever remember having a reaction like this. Like I, I, I have, all, I'm writing down all stars around him. It just feels amazing. And yes, I would say that he at least looked you up and that's probably why you came up because I could see him searching for you. So I would say that he at least looked at, you know, looked for you or looked at your profile or, you know, whatever on Facebook. 
Um, I don't know if any other way, if they, if that happens because of that or any other way, but I could see them looking for you. Um, all that being said, when you said um, back, you know, a year ago, you, he wasn't ready for more. He actually right. feels like he is ready for more, but I'm a little bit, um, I don't know if the right word is concerned or um, feeling that this other person that you saw him with might be somebody that he's um, more than just casually involved with. So right. I kind of feel there there's some, you know, more serious relation. I don't know that it's serious, but, you know, he's seeing this person. It doesn't feel like that was just a one-night stand or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I do feel this fireworks feeling is something that you feel and it's something that he feels, and it's something that my guides are showing me. So certainly the potential is there. I don't know that the timing is exactly right for you guys right now, um, but it it doesn't feel like you guys, that like this is it, you know, just that, hey, I just saw you, and, you know, I'm not going to see you again for another three years. It doesn't have that feeling at all. So right. by you reaching out to him, um, he might not immediately reach out, but because I do feel there's someone else that he's got to sort of decide what he wants to do, you know, with. But he right. may start talking or chatting or something like that. Um, I do find it interesting, though, if he was really involved with this other person, he did hug you. And that's like yeah. a weird thing to do if you're really involved with someone. Um, but it yeah, he hugged me rude. very warmly. <laughs> I think it was but obvious it, to everyone around that, you know, right. probably a little now, more than friends or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that will end up being an issue that, that you know, um, affects him and this other relationship. But um, I, I, I would say almost with 100% certainty, and you know I rarely say that, um, there's there's definitely going to be an opportunity for more with you guys, but just make sure if he does start talking to you, you know, try to figure out who this other woman is, you know, like I say, Hey, you know, obviously we're both with someone else. He's seeing somebody, you know, just lay it on the line. So you, you know, up front what's going on. Um, because then if that's the case, don't explore it right now. You know, I mean, you could be friends, but keep it on a, on that certain level, um, so this way he will know very clearly that if he's going to follow his heart, which I feel is really resonating with you right now, that he's he's got to make choices. Okay, sounds good. All right. Do you want to hang hang around? Um, or sure. You, you you cutting out? Oh, um, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mean that you were cutting out like, you know, on the phone, but or did you want to hang up or you want to hang out no. with us? Um, I could hang out and continue the conversation if that's okay about um any topics that come up, whether it's All right. the virus All right. or Oh. Um I well, have something about the virus. Yeah. Yes. That isn't my my personal question. I mean, it's it's something I thought of, which may or may not be a good thing. And maybe you have a, a insight on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you take a lot of supplements. And yes. I I started taking, um, well, eating Brazil nuts recently because they have a lot of selenium in them, which mm-hmm. is very protective in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So one night I was laying in bed and I suddenly thought to myself, 
I wonder if the selenium has any effect on viruses. So I did research the next day. And I saw that they actually did a study where selenium, they found that people with high enough selenium levels in their blood, um, that it didn't prevent them from getting infected with viruses, but it did prevent, like, the replication and the mutation of viruses mm. once they mm. were in the body. So, of course, I continued, you know, taking this uh, selenium in one form or another every day since then, hoping that, you know, just in case I get exposed to this virus, then maybe I'll have a little bit extra protection of it um, maybe not becoming so serious. Um, what are your thoughts on the selenium and this particular virus? Or do, do, what, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, what, what's blowing me away here is just this morning, you know, I was in my vitamin cabinet. And, you know, I'm taking the this and I'm taking the that and, you know, all kinds of things. And there in the back, I saw a bottle of selenium. And I go, hmm, why is that? Why am I noticing that today? And I, I made a mental note that I wanted to research it and see if it's something that I should take. So I think part of your question was really for me that that's partly my validation that I should be taking that. Um, you know, I think selenium is a great thing. Um, I usually think of selenium with vitamin E. So I would highly mm -hmm. recommend if you're taking it to also take it with vitamin E. Um, okay. But I, I definitely think that that would be a smart thing to do. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of supplement. Like I'm doing everything, you know. I, and this is a question I actually have for Jim. Jim, are you on? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So – um, by, you know, what I'm concerned about is like um, overstimulating the immune system. Um, oh, yeah. Because would that cause autoimmune issues if you do that? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a, a, a really great uh, next step. If you're, over, if you're over tonifying something, it's going to create an impact on the system. I don't think there's any doctor who's going to say, oh, yeah, but uh, – uh, that's mostly because nobody knows what causes autoimmune systems to go that way. But in Chinese thought, when you go too far in one direction, things start moving in the other direction. So uh, if you move too far in the, you know, enhance the autoimmune, I'm uh, sorry, the immune system, it, uh, autoimmune diseases could very easily be the, the outcome, outcome of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I be careful of overdoing um, just because of that. So do you have any, like, suggestions of well, ways to, you know, boost the immune system without um, taking it over the edge? Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, actually, there's a great product out there called zinc. Unfortunately, mm, it's usually packaged with that. a lot of sugar. But yeah. zinc has this unique quality that it does a great job of, of tearing a virus apart before it ever gets to the point of being able to do anything. Uh, zinc is really. I'm doing zinc as well, by the way. Yeah, me too. It's very, me too. It's yeah. devastating to the envelope that that sh that holds the virus in state until it gets into your body. So that's a great plan. Um, uh, and and it, they it also isn't find. I just want to mention this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they also find with that hydrochlora, whatever it is, and the azithromycin that they've uh -huh. been talking about that combination that. Some people are adding in, at least they did in different countries, they added in zinc with a lot uh -huh. of 
positive results. So um, that's what made me think of, ah, I've got zinc right here. Why not take it? Right. Um, You know, so. So so the point was that zinc is is not an immune system tonic. It doesn't enhance the immune system. What it does is its own thing. Rip apart. Totally unrelated to the immune system. Right, so, but it rips apart the virus. That's that's right. That's right. So I think that's a that's a a, a grueling plan. Also, uh, I uh, I don't know if taking a lot of selenium is going to going to uh, impact the immune system in a powerful way. But there are there are herbs out there that that are known to have kind of a, a diminishing return, and if you overdo on them, they they become ineffective. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm trying to remember the names of them right now, but they're they're escaping me, so I'm sorry. But uh, just, just keep an eye out for study, that. The study I had read wasn't uh, specifically saying that the selenium um, boosted the immune system per se. Uh-huh. Uh, it more was like if that was in the blood, that the virus had a hard time being able right. to replicate. Right. You know? So more like, like this direct action, the way that the zinc has a direct action. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, that, I personally makes... think uh, um, you yeah. you finish, Jim, and then no, you finish, and then I'll I'll just something popped in my head when she okay. when she said what she said, and I wrote it down though, so I won't forget okay. it. So you Thank go you. ahead. Um, so so I know selenium as being a really great uh, uh, preventative for radiation sickness and things like that. Uh, uh, so that I was thinking we were headed in that direction, but yeah, it's. You're right. It doesn't really impact the immune system directly, so that's that's not a bad idea. Carry on, Jill. Now, what what popped into my head when Paula was saying what she's what she was saying is, I think that what we all should be looking at is antivirals. You know, there are natural things that are antivirals, oh, yeah. antibiotic, mm-hmm. antivirals, antifungal, or and stuff like that. And there was something. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of what it is. So if if I'm supposed to remember it, obviously I will. Um, but I was just reading about it the other day. Um, it's probably something I'm taking too, but I can't think of which thing it is. But I would say look for more so than immune boosting things, look at antiviral things. And it sounds like zinc is one of those. Great. Um, the other thing, Paula, um, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here with a, with a pen and I, I was just drawing like a star and then I drew a circle around it and then I did another one and I did a circle around. And before I know it, I drew it like a bicycle around Bill's name. So is there anything that's pertinent to bicycles with him? I don't know about uh, with him. I mean, he does own an auto um, repair shop. Because uh, remember, he, he fixed my, my vehicle. Um, oh. I'm not sure about the bicycles with him, but I did just buy my grandson uh, a little outfit that has a rabbit riding a bicycle. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm going to actually take a picture of this and send it to okay. all of us. Maybe it's a motorcycle. I'm not sure what it is that I do. Maybe, Does he have a motorcycle? Maybe. I, I could see him. I could see him on a motorcycle. I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. Also, it could be symbolic of moving forward. Oh, is that what a motorcycle? Well, I guess any vehicle might be yeah. symbolic of moving forward. Well, a motorcycle is a symbolic of moving forward in freedom. 
Oh, oh, and we were talking about we were talking about the relationship that I felt he was in when I started, right. and it started out. You're going to see when I take a picture of this. I have his name, and I have stars all around, and then I started drawing circles all around. But then I just started to draw these two big stars with big circles around it, and then I drew lines, and then I had another thing, and before I knew it, it looked like a bicycle, but it could be a motorcycle. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to send everybody a picture of it shortly, but, um, okay. you know, it, I, I don't know how that fits in, but it's, you know, if Jim is right, then you're right about moving forward and freedom. You know, I, I think that's kind of wild. Now, is he age appropriate? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the shocker of the season? <laughs> yes. I mean, Paula has a reputation for going for <laughs> You know, men that are a little bit younger than her. So this is good to know it, that he is. For the record, they usually approach me first. I, you know. Okay. <laughs> but you know, she goes. <laughs> but now that she's a grandmother, you know, it, and how's your grandson doing, by the way? Oh, he's doing wonderfully. I mean, I haven't seen him for several weeks, obviously, because right. of the distancing. Um, but you know, I, I see the pictures and I talk to my daughter. Um, yeah, he's doing very, very well. He's he's you know, lovely. And how does Emily like being a mom? She does like it. I mean, I think at first she um, was overwhelmed by the how hard it is, you know, to take care of a brand new baby. Uh, but I think mm. she's getting into her groove now, and she's you know. She's going with the, you know, the ebb and the flow, and she knows that, you know, yes, there's going to be these times where maybe for a few hours it's going to be very, very hard, and um, then that will end, and it will, you know, be settled down again, you know, that it's the crying baby's not going to last (laughs) forever. (laughs) I know. It is, motherhood isn't the easiest thing. It really isn't. Um, you know, so I, and you know, she's still young, but I'm sure it'll work out real great, but all right. I think we have a bunch of other callers. Ryan, are you around? Um, maybe he's talking to someone. It looks like he is talking to somebody. We do. We have other callers. I mean, uh, all right. we got Mr. Uh, Patrick, who's got some questions. All righty. You want to put him on the air? Mr. Patrick, Patrick you're on are the air you with Lily Fontaine. What questions do you have for her? Hi, Hi Patrick. Nice to talk to you. Same here. So what's going on? How can we help you today? Well, uh, I can gen- generalize to start with. My past three years, I've had a lot of negative energy and some bad things that occurred and I'm trying to get out of the rut and I'm looking to see if the future is coming back. Two good things for you. So um, I'm kind of looking. I'm generally a, a very up and happy person and doing things and I do stand up and things like that. And that's kind of been taken away from me and um, looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. So when you say stand up, you do stand up comic stuff? Yes. Ryan. Yo. 
<laughs> so, I mean, well, when Patrick says, well, tell me, Patrick, when you said it was taken away from you, what do you mean? Well, n- not the comedy, although that's something that I do, but I don't feel like doing it because of all the things that have occurred. Okay. All right. All right, Ryan. I, I just, I, I didn't know if I needed you to help out with anything oh, here. Uh, yeah, I can add much to this one, unfortunately. All right. Okay. So, Patrick, um, part of what I feel yes. with this negative energy around you is you're, you, the problem is whatever, whatever situations occurred, um, and I'm going to tell you, I can relate to what you're going through because I've been going through a period very similar, but there are certain techniques that you can do to sort of get you out of it. But what I want you to realize, and this is something that I'm going to defer to Jim to give you a little bit more thorough um, explanation in a minute. But in reality, reality is an illusion. And the problem is when all this negative stuff starts happening in our lives, we start buying into it and then we start believing it. Because your energy path, I could feel there are anchors that are holding you down, but they're your own anchors. You know, I'm not seeing like this, you know, demonic energy or this horrible black energy around you. Or any, I don't see any of that. I actually feel that you've bought into the, you know, the, 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 the sadness and the limitations and all this other stuff that that is really what's anchoring you down right now. So what I'm going to ask Jim to do is just give you a little bit, if he doesn't mind, to give you a little bit of insight maybe into this being an illusion, and then I'm going to tell you what I see in your future. So, Jim, yeah, would you mind? Um, no, I'll, I'll do my best. Um, so, so, Patrick, you're seeing things that seem to be targeting you, right? It seems to be like everything you're 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 handling is kind of falling apart. Is that how it looks? Well, it, it feels like it's, it. Has, can you can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I I am here. Yeah. Is that how it feels? Sort of to a degree that it's it has well that it's falling apart. Now I'm uh-huh. trying to get back up. Right. Or out. Right. Um, and and the temptation the temptation that we tend to feel uh, uh, when this kind of stuff happens and I I'm susceptible to it too so don't 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 think it's just you uh, and, and that is that 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 this is this is really targeting me that somebody's out to get me or something in the universe is is trying to step on me and and um, it's just what happens it's just stuff. As you know, the universe is in this dynamic flow and ebb and moving back and forth. Uh, and sometimes a lot of stuff comes to us and sometimes a lot of stuff is taken away from us. And that's, that it's, it's not a personal thing and it's not out to get you. It's just that you happen to be the guy who's, you know, getting hit by a lot of it right now. And um, so, so the, the whole idea of the illusion is that, you know, we're working with our sensory organs and our sensory organs tell us about, 
you know, certain things. It's kind of like a computer game, if you think about it, where you're looking through the eyes of the guy in the computer who's attacking or, or, you know, he's in the army or driving a car or whatever, and you're looking through those eyes and you're hearing the sounds and but you're not really feeling, but, but you've got a lot of enough senses that it helps you to really feel like you're in the computer doing this stuff. And that's kind of how we are in these bodies trying to navigate the, the, uh, the uh, uh, reality that's around us. We're taking in partial information, pasting together what the rest of it is, and then coming to conclusions or beliefs about what it is that's happening. Uh, whether it's really true or not, that's a different question, because true uh, is, is kind of bent on how we've experienced things in the past, how we've been taught. It's, there's a lot of pieces that go into what we accept as true, um, which is why... Um, the, the idea of meditation is so useful because it helps us to be able to get away from looking at something as true, in, you know, in itself, and and see how maybe it, it there's there's other ways to look at this and therefore other ways to react to it. So when something happens, I can look at it and say that is bad, and then I can react to that as being I'm hurt or upset or angry about that. Um, or I can look at it as saying that's an opportunity and that can give me a, a, you know, this is going to be exciting. I'm headed for a new adventure. And you see what I mean? It's how we look at the things that are happening and to see whether or not they're actually the things that were necessary for us to get to another place. Does that make sense? Yep. I hear what you're saying. Okay. All right. So, so what I want to do is add to that a little bit because when Jim was, describing all this um patrick what i felt in your energy is you do feel even though i don't see it you do feel there's this dark cloud around you you do and i do feel a sense in your energy of um having given up and a sense of helplessness in your energy that is sort of what jim was saying it's it's a choice that we're believing it and we're buying into that illusion of it in reality um, you know, we're all really connected and part of the divine, you know, energy. We're all there. We just are so separated from our own, you know, our own self that and, and spirit that we don't always get it. Um, you know, what I want to say to you is a few little tweaks and shifts in your energy and your belief structure is going to has the potential to start changing the direction that you're going in. But if you kind of stay in this belief pattern, because I think what, what's, what has happened is life has just hammered you down and you're believing that this is just the out, you know, the way things are going to work, even though you are looking ahead for some bright, you know, uh, future, you know, whatever. And what I want to say to you is that bright future is there, but, you're going to have to tweak a few things in order to get there. Um, You know, as as far as what it is that you have to tweak, I I think that understanding that, you know, you're buying into an illusion and that the bigger thing here is that you are, we're all, we're all connected to the divine energy of love. And that's something that my guides are showing me you've lost in your heart, that sense of, connection that sense of love not love as in a partner 
but just feeling that you're loved by the universe and that things are going to work out. It's almost like right now you're in that self, um, uh, what, what am I looking for? What word is that? Um, you know, we're, we're, you know, you believe it, therefore you create it. Um, self-fulfilling prophecy. So, so I, I kind of want you to do some research on, um, you know, on, you know, I, I don't even know what, you know, what the words are that you should research, but, you know, getting out of the rut, you know, uh, trusting the process, trusting, you know, um, you know, or shifting out of a dark place because my guides keep showing me these are your own anchors and you've gotten, it feels like you feel like your feet are in quicksand and like you can't move forward. And when you do, you know, moving forward is a drudge. And it's like, I, I could feel you expecting the worst. And I just want you to realize that it doesn't have to be that way. And you, in order for you to shift and change, well, I always believe, and this is really what part of what I wanted the topic to be about today, but we're running out of time already. Um, you know, inner child work, we all have this wounded part of ourselves. And in order for, I believe, in order for any of us, not just you, for any of us to be able to really move forward, we have to recognize, we have to see that wounded side of ourselves, and we have to be able to connect with that wounded side with compassion and with a sense of understanding and really be able to, um, you know, almost right those wrongs that were done to us. And I do the work that I do, which is different than what Jim does, but a lot of it is through having compassion, through validation, through understanding, but also through expressing some of the hurts and some of the, um, you know, um, you know, some of the, you know, the wounds that are in us, you know, we carry so, so much sometimes hurt, fear, rage inside of us. And I feel all of that, you know, in you in some level. So I, I would say inner work, whatever, you know, type of inner work really resonates with you. Do some research online, how to heal you you know, um, healing inner wounds, you know, being able to move forward and out of a dark cloud, you know, or something. Find something that you feel works for you and that resonates with you and commit to doing it. Even if you commit to doing it for two weeks, you're going to start seeing changes that are going to help you to be able to move forward because the only thing holding you back right now is you. There are anchors that are very deeply buried into the ground and you know, the only person who could free yourself from those anchors are you. Any psychic, any, you know, any anybody who says they can do it, it's going to come back unless you're the one who actually frees yourself from it. So I would say for you, it's not all dark. There's a very bright side ahead of you, but there are some tweaks. And there, it's, you're going to have to start, it's almost like you have these, um, blinders on and these dark filters and you know start letting that dark filter that you're seeing start seeing the cracks of light um, and let in some of that light into your energy Jim had mentioned meditation as boring as that might sound I honestly feel if you start 
doing some med- guided meditation or some meditation where you start bringing some light into your body and bringing some positive energy and shamanic journeying for you would be, I think, a life-changing event because it would help you connect to your higher self and that higher self connection will sort of lead you on a path to, um, you know, all these brighter things. Because I really feel this transformation period for you. And let me tell you, I mean, we're all going through transformation like 24-7. And, you know, what I'm about to say doesn't mean you're going to do a 180. But to start seeing those cracks of light and to start seeing some of the brighter things that are ahead of you could happen in weeks. You know, it's just a matter of I feel you're so worried and you're looking at everything external to yourself and you are in the victim mode, which is sort of got, got you locked into that darker place. Um, but you don't have to stay there. I want you to really look inward and find those emotions and find where they're located in your body and find those hooks and start, you know, cutting through it or re- actually releasing them. I always imagine like, you know, this huge anchor-sized hook, you know, in whatever part of my body I feel it. And, you know, I actually feel myself releasing it and, and unhooking myself. And there's a bunch of smaller ones, too, I could feel in your energy that are almost incidental, that aren't really what's holding it back. But there's two huge anchors. So in the past couple of years, did you have two major events that really sort of broke you or that you feel broke you? Well, I was just going to ask, would you like me to like share some of my past three years with that help with anything that we're talking about? Sure. If you tell me what I picked to up. Your, yeah, to answer your question, yes. Um, I'm separated from my wife. That's mm-hmm. number one. I'm living on my own for a year, um, and I had a real good friend, a strong relationship, and he had an issue, and he had to leave the state, and we were like best buddies, talked every day, and he's kind of dropped the ball completely, and says I have to do my own thing, and you know, you go from talking every day to not at all. So that's uh, about seven months ago. And then mm-hmm. at my job, at my job, I'm very successful at my job. I'm a restaurant manager. The community loves me. If it wasn't for you, the place would never exist. You know, those kind of things are said to me after 42 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Of course, people always said, Patrick, you're in the wrong business, but they could never tell me what business I should be in. And then recently I just purchased a horse. I'm an English equestrian rider. I lost my last horse seven years ago, so I'm just getting back into it. Although I purchased him, he lives on my property, but I'm finding it hard to get the energy to say, wow, I have this horse now. Why aren't you enjoying him? I think that's enough. <laughs> so, so, all right. Um the separation bit, um, you know, that feels to me that um, the events, it's almost shock. I feel shock in your energy. So did you, did your wife initiate the whole process? Um, and if no, she did. No, it was, all, no, it was she, all me. 
Okay. It was all me. And, you know, it's, it's at this point, a very peaceful separation. But what, what, when you made that decision to separate, was there, because it still has, even when you said, no, it's, it was all you, there is that, that tremendous feeling of shock. So did an event occur that sort of triggered that 180 with you to know that the right thing to do is walk away? Um, nothing specific. I just um, told her it's all it's me, and I need to do my own thing. It had nothing to do with her, really. All right. I mean, you know, it's my guide showed me something a little bit different, but that's okay. Um, I think that's part of what you know. Um, you know, the, we're all disconnected from source. We're all disconnected from our own emotions. And I think there's something there that maybe, you know, you're not seeing or, or my guides are showing me that um, somehow ties in that, you know, I, I don't know that we're going to get to the bottom of. This friend that disappeared, um, are, can you tell us what his first name was? His first name? Or, yeah, or do you not feel comfortable saying it? Yeah, I'm not comfortable. All right. Um, because that would help me zoom in a little bit more. But, um, you know, w- what I actually feel in your energy is that um, you've got a lot of walls up. And there's a lot of areas where, um, you know, like part of friendships and relationships and marriages and all this stuff is having the sense of vulnerability. And I just feel that there are walls up and I feel that a lot of those walls are up from hurts that, you know, you know, you're, you're actually thinking that you're protecting yourself with the walls, but you're actually almost alienating and isolating yourself from, from, you know, life and experiences. Um, This, this friendship that you had um, where the guy I mean, that, maybe that's where the shock comes in because it feels very sudden, um, literally very, very sudden, almost like, you know, one day he's there and the next day he's not. So is that true? Is that basically, you know, that he just sort of, you know, said adios suddenly? Uh, yeah, I have no, uh, every day I think about, I have no comprehension how everything that we did together and he had some issues that I helped him work through. His mother passed away. His father passed away. His grandmother passed away all in three years. And I was there for it all. And a lot of different things. And then he had a substance problem. So he got out of town. Got himself taken care of or working on it. But he's, if uh, once a month, if we talk, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's so much like um, that relationship is a mirror of what you went through in your marriage, but opposite sides. Jim, do you see that? Yeah. And um, yes, yes. Do you, I, know what I mean, you're do saying. you have any? Yeah, I mean, because it, to me, it's a direct mirror of you know the way he shut down on his wife and needed that mm-hmm. time and, and space to get away. And that, to me, again, all leads back to stuff that, 
you know, in order to be able to move forward with, you know, um, with, with, a, with a fresh perspective, it's like, you know, the commonality in these two relationships is you. And, you know, the only way to change the direction is, is, is to, to shift some awareness within yourself. But I really feel the answer for you, Patrick, is do some inner work and really get in touch with, um, because I feel this friendship you allowed yourself to be open and vulnerable. Your marriage, not as much. You know, maybe you were at the beginning of your marriage, but, you know, it just feels like there were more walls up in that, in that marriage, and you were shut down for a while in, with, that, with your marriage. And then this other relationship was sort of like, you know, a big um, reveal for you, you know, where you really were able to open yourself, be vulnerable and be that person you really want to be. Um, but you got shut out. I really feel there's a natural mourning process and there's a match, a natural process of doing that, just that inner healing yourself that you, you, you're in the process of doing it and you will come out on the other side, you know, with a brighter perspective of things, but you're a prime example of someone that I would say, Really, and we all need to do inner work, but you know, really do find something that will help you shift your focus away from everything that's happening external. Like, you left your wife because you recognized there was something not that just didn't align with you, something just didn't feel right with you, um, you know, regarding that. So, you left that, and that was your sort of like your awakening to realize or the opportunity to realize that um, there was this, no matter how I look at it, Patrick, it's an inner disconnect. Jim, what would he research to reconnect with himself? Because no matter where I look, it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that our topic tonight might be relevant because, because, uh, what you're describing, I mean, the fact that you don't want to work with the horse sounds like there's some kind of depression there, some kind of just not wanting to face things at this time. Does that sound right, Patrick? Um, it's absolutely correct. Um, okay. When I first when I first wake up in the morning, you know, I want that, you know, ready to go, and I in the morning I don't want to get up. It takes me yeah. about an hour to kind of feel quote unquote normal. And then get moving. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so, and it's 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 possibly directly related to losing a good friend and suddenly finding yourself all by yourself, and and you really don't want to do things. Um, but the the fact is somehow uh, this situation has you as as Jill says, as Lady Fontaine says, as the center, um, and and there may be some part of you that's feeling like this is a too dangerous a life to, to come out and play in. You know what I mean? That, that, that well, what's going on? What, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The friend, the friendship to me feels like, you know, a death. Right. However, I know right. I know the morning. I know the person is yeah. really still there. Right. Right. And, that, and that's in my mind, morning. I have to give it up, but I don't want to. Right. 
because because that's that's like your only connection to just the social you know to someone else you're all alone if that person is gone right well he feels all alone i don't know if he really is but he feels well, it that's the belief right and that ties back to again even in his marriage he was alone right patrick you felt alone in your marriage um and you had walls up and that's why you wanted out of that scenario and then basically you let your guard down in this relationship, um, you know, or this friendship. And, um, you know, that left you open and vulnerable. But Jim is right. It does tie in to bottom line is there's a wounded inner child in you that, um, you know, to me there and, – and there is a big disconnect, and that disconnect is – your main focus right now is on the outer world. It's on this, well, you feel it inner inside of you with this sense of pain and mourning. And I do feel you need to give yourself time. When did this person leave your life? When did he walk out? Uh, August of last year. Oh, so it's been a while. Yeah, so you're really stuck. Um, yeah. And, and how be, long uh, have you had the horse? Uh, four weeks. Oh, it's still spanking brand new. Um, yep. And are you in a part of the country where you're able to move around, or are you under lockdown? Um, not we're not locked down, but it's you know obviously recommended to stay home. Um, because that actually, I, I feel, I, I actually feel if you just, you know, get yourself out there with the horse. That that would be, I think, very healing for you and very soothing to your spirit. Oh, and I'm with him. I'm in. I'm in heaven. Hmm. And how Just much time though are you spending with him? Um, well, with my work schedule, it's kind of hard because of the the. Uh, you know, I I can't really do anything in the morning because I go to work like maybe ten, and when I get home, it's dark. So, yeah, it'll be better when the daylight comes and when the daylight comes and I want to go home. <laughs> I have no idea why I just did that, but <clears throat> I guess I'm well, feeling more I think that, well, I think that, that, that you, we always say the things that, you know, are either troubling us or, or, you know, are insightful for us. So I think that's kind of your answer. Um, you know, allow yourself to indulge in, you know, spending time with your horse and build that, you know, that that bond. But find some inner work to do and, and even look up, you know, inner child work. I don't know if there's other callers for us to talk to, but if not, you know, Jim and I will spend a little bit of time talking a little bit about the inner child work and it might be a value to you to stay on the line and listen for a bit or, you know, play back the podcast or listen on, I'm not sure if you're, you know, listening on blog talk radio or anything like that, but, um, you know, it, you, you may learn something for it. It may resonate, but let me tell you, your future doesn't have to be dark. You're, you're choosing to hold on to stuff and you're choosing to hold on to it because 
there's a barrenness I feel in your energy and without this distraction or, you know, this um, illusion of what this relationship really was. And I'm not, I don't mean to minimize it at all, but um, sometimes we have to go with the flow of relationships, the ups, the downs, the, um, you know, twists and turns and, the way the relationship is now doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be forever. But I would say find you before you even, you know, dive into another relationship, friendship or anything so that you don't cling so hard. And I don't know if you were listening to the beginning of the show, but what I was saying about wanting is very pertinent to this because you really want this person in your life. You want this person back. You want that friendship back you don't want you know him to be going off doing his own thing and whatever and we were talking about this earlier about want being lack of the more you want something the more you keep it away Um, if you would shift your focus to gratitude and be grateful for the time you had with this person and fill your life more with that joy of the situation you would see transformation beginning in your life but we're going to have to move on to the, you know, to our main topic of the day, Patrick. So I hope some of what we said is helpful. Jim, was there anything you wanted to say in closing to him? Yeah, yeah. Just, just really quickly, I think what you're, what you described uh, about you know, when you're relating or connecting with the horse, somehow I think that's really, in a, in a, in a good way, that's you connecting with that inner child. Um, that's where you're really feeling like uh, excited about life and excited about moving forward. And, and, and so what I would do if I were you is I would, I would really, if I were doing meditation, I would meditate on what's going on there. What's that about? And how can I bring that into the rest of my life? Because, you know, when, when you create the energy that's going to, going to bring in the people that are going to, support you, the people you need in your life, not the people you need to push out of your life or that are pushing you out of their life, but the people that are really going to be there to support you and you them. That's when you, when you shine the the beacon of, of your own uh, joy, your own inner child coming out. So, you know, the energy that you got around the horse sounds like the, the, the path for you to be able to find a way out of this, this pit. Does that help? Well, I totally know what you mean. I mean, I I rode as a child, then I had to get out of it, and then I got as an adult. I started to ride. Then, like right. I said, I I lost the horse, so then I didn't ride. So now I'm trying to get back into it. So I've always been around the horse, mm-hmm. and of course, when you with the horse, your focus is on the animal. You can't think about anything else unless, right. unless you want to get kicked yeah. and not not knocked out. So your right. focus has to be totally with the horse right. and it blocks everything else out. Right. Not blocks it out, but you know, you're focused on the horse. So you're not, but you know, it's more than just being attentive. There's joy there. Yeah. But you well, know what too, I'm picking yeah. up? You know what I'm picking up, Patrick, the loss from that previous horse. Right. Um, right. I don't know that you've totally processed that because every time you mention it, I, I feel that, that tug at your heart. Um, and I feel there's a fear factor in really totally indulging with this new horse. Um, 
because of that scent. Were you very bonded with that previous horse? Yeah, it was, it was a good relationship. You know, that kind of bond that you're talking about was definitely there. But I, I had him for 12 years, and mm-hmm. because of how it was affecting my relationship at home, I sold him. Ah. Uh. And then the woman that bought him allowed me to still see him, but I said, no, I don't want to. And then when I finally did, after five years, um, he got kicked, broke his leg, and we had to put him down. Such a terrible shame. You know, I actually feel that being probably the most devastating of all the relationships we've talked about, um, which doesn't feel like you've really – really fully process that or fully mourn that because there's a lot of um, just sadness and, 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 you know, it feels like unfinished business and guilt that I feel in your energy, maybe tied into the fact that you didn't see him for those years. Um, You know, that, but all those things are things that you have the ability to shift your focus inward and start working on. Um, and that, that's going to transform your life. It really, truly is. But, don't, but, but it's not going to happen unless you put some effort into you. Right now, you're going through the motions of life, and you're barely doing that. Um, right. So, you know, you, the, the, the transformation comes from within. I agree with Jim. The horse is the starting place, but also working through some of that. Do you have guilt that um, you waited too long and you didn't get to really spend time with the horse and probably resentment towards your wife and the relationship that you weren't able to spend the time with the horse? Do you, do you, did that resonate with you? Cause I feel all that in the energy. I think more anger that I had to give them up. Mm-hmm. Even though I chose to do it, I didn't have to give them up, but right. I thought that was my that was my way of settling that issue right? at home. Yeah, but there's resentment in your energy and then resentment in the fact that you missed the, the five years. And then when you shifted your focus back, you know, he got injured and had to be put down. So I think there's a lot there that you could work on to try to – part of it is just mourning it. You know, I kind of feel you just – it just built up with all this resentment and all this other anger and stuff like that. But in order to be able to move forward, you have to process it. And right now it's stuck in your body. So, you know, I would say, you know, there's, you know, inner child work would help you, um, you know, finding a therapist that does EMDR, I think would really help you as well. Um, or just doing a lot of research and allowing yourself that space to hurt, to mourn, but start getting that anger out because that's that's part of what's holding you back. There is so much hurt and anger in there that, you know, you can't bring in the sunshine when you've got all that holding you down. Um, so do I dare tell you my therapist story? Um, I don't I know to, that we have... I had- you probably I don't, don't have the time, we... but I, I'll just summarize. I attempted to get one. It took me three weeks to go through it like an assessment. And then mm-hmm. on my first session, my first session with her, I was pulling in the parking lot and the office called me on my phone and said, uh, your therapist called out 
today. She can't see you. We have to make a new appointment. And that just blew, blew my mind. I never went back. Sure. Right. So, but what um, that did was it triggered all those, you know, all the abandonment issues. Abandonment, and, yeah. Yeah, and all the other stuff. Um, I would say try to find a, a different therapist and give right. that a shot or find someone that could help you. If it's inner child work, if it's EMDR, something. But you've got a lot of blockages that I could feel energetically in your body. That's why I'm thinking EMDR would be really good for you to help move some of that energy around. Um, but, but um, you know, inner child work. I mean, we didn't really get to talk about it much today, but that's another real strong healing um, modality that might work for you. But good luck with everything, Patrick, and keep us posted. Let us know how things turn out. Okay. I appreciate your time. All right. You take care. Ryan. All righty. All right. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you know, I know we have a couple other callers. I mean, we got, you know, we could extend we the show a little seconds. bit. We, we could yeah, extend it a little seconds, bit. All right, we could extend it a little show. bit. Who's our? Do we have one caller or more than one caller still? Uh, just one other with 14 seconds left on the clock. All right, it, well, we could extend it. We could extend yeah. it. We could just hit it. Um, I'm just yeah. gonna hit it then. Yeah. All right. Hello, we are in overtime, and uh, <laughs> what questions you have, we will answer. What is up? Hello. 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 Yes, yes I'm here. And this is all you. Oh, great. I didn't hear a beep. Usually I hear something, someone picking up. So that's great. I'm so happy to be on with you. Um, I now, wanted who are we speaking with? Who are oh, we speaking sorry. with? This is, this is Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Love Georgia. Hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, I saw that you were doing inner child work and uh, wasn't able to tune in uh, to hear too much of it. But uh, my question today, whether it has to do or not, um, is really moving forward in my life. I actually have been doing inner child work and um, some archetype kind of work as well. And I wonder what you, as far as picking up on um, career and really wanting to make my uh, re- really connect with my soul, soul's calling. I believe I have, but it seems like it's out of reach for me. Now that's something I want to be able to shift. Now, uh, I heard a lot of background noise in there. I don't know where it's coming from, but you said connect with what? My soul's calling. Oh, okay. So really what your destiny is and what really calls you. Let me just scan your energy for a minute. All right. Um, I'm trying to figure out what direction to take this in. First of all, and and a big part of what I'm feeling, Georgette, and I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but um, there's very much um, a healing energy in you. And not just that you're healing yourself or doing that inner work, but um, 
there's very much a healing energy. I mean, I don't know if, if you're um, aware of it or if you're um, working on really developing it and expanding it, but it's coming through loud and clear. But the irony is I keep on seeing law around you. Um, what, what is your current career? Uh, I'm in between. All right. So were you at any point involved in law enforcement or legal or anything of that nature? No, I once worked for an entertainment attorney, but I wouldn't say that I was involved necessarily in law. Oh, all right. But that's probably what the the legal, the entertainment attorney would be, um, why I'm picking up law or legal or something like that. Um, You know, because that feels like that's either what you were doing or you know, a part of your journey here. Um, the healing part feels wonderful with you. Um, there's still some, what my guides are showing me is there's still some, um, we all have work that still needs to get mm-hmm. done. Um, mm-hmm. But there are still a few, because I'm feeling it in the upper chakras in your body, um, more so than the lower chakras. So I'd say from your your heart, your throat, um, mostly I'm feeling things that you kind of still need to work on. And honestly, energetically, it doesn't feel like you hold back in being able to talk or express yourself. But I am feeling some blockages in in your throat chakra. Um, Is there anything Mm -hmm. that, I mean, do you feel that at times you just, um, especially important times, my guides are saying, the most (laughs) important times, you're not able to express. Is that true? Uh, Because that's what they're telling me. There there is. Yeah, there there are times when I just want to let it rip and I feel like I have to hold back and I put a cork in it and mm. it does not feel good at all. Yeah. Um, all that stuff is pent up in there and I would say um, maybe there's a different way other than really ripping that, you know, would sort of mediate that and allow you to express some of that or get out some of that stuff. Well, there you is- know what's interesting What's interesting is when I do decide I'm going to approach it a different way in a way that, you know, does does not really, is not authentically like, okay, this is is how it is for me. It winds up, um, it's a very interesting thing. It winds up not necessarily communicating what I want to communicate, and it almost feels as if uh, it's an empty sound in a tin can, like I'm not really being heard. Um, well, what I feel, and this is tied in with a lot of the inner work stuff that I teach, is if you're not being heard, that means that if 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 other people aren't here, if, if other people aren't really recognizing you and aren't hearing you, it means you're not hearing yourself. So there's somewhat of a disconnect internally still with you. There's pieces of you that are still, you know, sort of ruin in there that you haven't yet connected with. Um, but I do feel that even though you've said you've done inner child work, it still feels mm-hmm. to me that your main focus is your outer world and not your inner world. And, um, and I'm, I'm maybe saying main focus is wrong, but you get caught into periods, my guides are saying, where you get really wound up in what's going on external to you rather than really looking at what it's reflecting and what, need, what, what that really means to you. Because my, what I teach 
is that any feeling, any emotion other than love, um, blissfulness, happiness, joy, whatever, is a clue. And I think you get caught up in the clue because either you try to fix or you try to analyze, you try to do something external when it's really the clue is an opportunity to look inward. So especially mm-hmm. in that throat chakra place is where I'm sort of stuck on you. But I also uh-huh. feel some wounds in your in your heart chakra. And I'm sure we all have a lot that yeah. we have to work yeah. out there. But mm-hmm. there there's stuff there that it's almost like you keep on pushing it away, further and further away, rather than diving into it. And mm. um, it feels very raw. It, it feels raw, but you tuck it away. Um, and I mm. feel like it was amazing. This one actually doesn't feel like it's, you know, it could be. It probably reflects something way back in your childhood. But the the, the rawness feels like it's more of um, someone who's either been in and out of your life in the past you know, X amount of years, eight, nine, ten years or something like that. And if they haven't been in and out, they certainly, it has a feeling of your heart being ripped out of your chest. So yeah. it, does that resonate with you? Is that indeed what, there's a part uh, it, that you sort of buried in there? Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in order for you to fully be able to connect with and, um, sort of fulfill that true healing ability, there is some more work that, you know, that, that you do have to do within. And again, to me, it's, I'm not saying your lower chakras are a hundred percent clear, but I'm so drawn to your heart chakra and your throat chakra that buried in the corner, unresolved, whatever, allow mm-hmm. yourself to really face it and dive into it. Even if it, you know, um, you know, it's hurtful. It's something that, you know, you have to process, but also allow yourself to do that inner child work associated with it. I mean, that hurt is there for a reason, and it's there for you to give you that opportunity to look back, you know, into Mm -hmm. your life to see where that's coming from. And Mm -hmm. it just feels like you're avoiding that. That one's too painful to jump into. And if you, if you have worked on it, it feels like you've worked around the edges on it. True. Is that not Mm. true? Well, I would say that I've, I've definitely worked on it over the years and I I've worked on it, that person as well as going deeper than that, meaning, you know, going more to the root and, um, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm continuing to work on I still have a little, I mean, I have some work to do. Um, but I'm aware of it, and I am very much someone who likes to look inside, always have, and and be reflective, and I imagine I always will be. Um, that's just my nature. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, has it taken me a little bit longer to heal some of the deeper wounds? Yes. And and I just I give myself the time I need now. As you can imagine, I have a lot of time to myself right now, so I'm really right. diving, you know, taking Good. a deep dive. And that's, yeah. And, and that's the reason why this show really called to me, because I'm pretty much in the thick of it. And I'm taking some online webinars as well. Um, nothing, yeah, nothing necessarily like too demanding, but I feel like it's a support system for me. 
Yeah, and and you know, A, I'm very glad that you did call, and B, um, um, you know, happy to see somebody who sees that, you know, that the place to fix things is, you know, inside of us. And mm-hmm. I do feel there's a lot of, you've made a lot of progress, and it has given you that ability to really, um, you know, almost share your gift. Because what my guides mm-hmm. are showing me with you are magic hands. And I do feel you really have that healing ability. I don't know if you do hands-on work or um, Reiki or something where you're using your hands in doing the healing. I do believe I have healing hands. And I I especially saw it in two places. One, when I was raising my kids um, and was able to heal them just by putting my hands on them. Um, mm. I mean, to I mean, it didn't do 100% just with my hands. However, um, my hands came into play more than I originally realized, and then I started to reflect on it, and I was like, oh, I realized how many places, you know, my hands actually, and phases my hands actually were involved. And then I also was a personal chef for a little while, and oh. people would constantly send me texts and say, I don't know what it is about your food, but I immediately felt my energy, like my kundalini energy rise as soon as I finished eating your meal. Or, uh, you know, my illness is going away from the soup that you made. I mean, so, and I realized that I was putting a lot of my energy was coming through my hands as I was cooking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have magic hands. I was in prayer the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would love to see you really... um, put conscious effort into um, figuring out how to really maximize your, your, my guides are saying it's an innate ability, um, you know, to really, you could be a phenomenal healer or you could do some very magical things with those hands. I mean, they're, they're your gift. They truly are your gift. Well, so, I appreciate that. However, my big, my big goal or uh, intention really has less to do with my hands than it does with a message. And do you want to share with us what the message is? Well, the message wants to come through me in the form of visual art, so film. And it has to do with the soul. So um, when you say that, um I'm trying to think of um how to word this. It your energy is very quiet when you say that. And usually when and I'm not saying it isn't a passion and I'm not saying it isn't somewhere where you you have the the potential of going to. Um but right mm-hmm. now it does feel very quiet when you're saying it. Um so the the only way I could kind of read this is that, um, you know, it, it's right now more in, even though I, I feel it in your heart as well, but right now it's more in your head. Um, and it's almost like you may be um, trying to process it or figure out how to do it. And it's That's sort of right. distracting or taking away from, because that passion for it, I'm sure you've had that passion all along for it because I feel that's even like the entertainment law or whatever that was all like on the outskirts of how to sort of be in that industry and 
you know, and, and, you know, dive into it or know about it or whatever. That, that just feels like that was all part of the pieces that needed to fit together. But uh-huh. you, are in, you are too much in your head right now with it, that you're losing the passion of it. And my guides are saying that tap back into that passion and the doors or the direction will open for you. Um, but there are, yes. what my guides are showing me is there are um, areas of you that are full of, the only word I can think of that they're kind of showing me is self-doubt. When it comes to that, um, explore that. If that resonated with you on any level, explore it. Because in order for you to be able to move forward, just like the previous caller that we had, Patrick, you know, in order for him to move forward, he had to work through certain things. It's the same thing with you. It's it's almost like right now you're in your head. Get back into your passion. Get back into your heart with it. But, um, you know, it's well, – it's, there are things – do you feel afraid? Is there a fear factor or um, a – a doubt factor, it sort of feels like I, to me. You know, maybe it's doubt. I, I call it concern. I I actually had a download of the opening scene of this movie, and um, it showed me very clearly what the first scene, the opening scene was going to be. And from that point on, I realized that this was given to me as a gift. And it took me maybe nine years. It was nine years ago that long to actually uh, say that, I wanted to step into it, that it was getting close to the time that I want to um, make this a reality. So for me, it's finding a team. Um, I really don't know anything about screenplays, screenwriting. I don't know anything about producing a movie, and I have not really been in that, um, you know, education of it. And so I want to form a team, and I wonder how it's all going to come together. But each day is another piece for me, and also each day is a little bit more surrender into the flow. And I agree with that. And I just want to share with you that, um, you know, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, whatever it is, um, I got drawn into um, producing a, a TV show. And I knew nothing about it. And I put the team together and a lot of people volunteered. And, you know, I had some really, because it was a great idea. And um, I had some really talented people involved um, with the show. And it worked out great. Um, But I I didn't have the fear. You know, I just figured, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, and it just drove me, you know, and it it worked out really great. Um, So I, I kind of feel you're overthinking it. And it's that doubts that I'm, I keep on feeling, you know, it's like you're overthinking it and over doubting and you're holding yourself back. Just do it. And it doesn't have to, you know, even if you have to take 10 steps to get to that place where it, mm-hmm. it all the pieces fall together, that's building the, like, you know, yeah. what I did yeah. is, is just being able to launch me to the next step of what I plan on right. doing. You know, it might not have been, exactly what I wanted but man oh man it's it built that foundation that moving forward I've got that foundation and that fear has already been processed so I would say what you're trying to do is dive into the big dream um dive Mm -hmm. into something and play with it a little bit and see where it goes you're going to see ups downs twists turns and then before you know it you will have the team yay 
Yay. But do it. But find the passion. You've lost the passion. Before I let you go, though, Georgette, um, Jim, because Jim's also involved in the entertainment business to a degree. Do you have any words of wisdom? Yeah, if you're looking for a film editor, let me know. And actually, okay. I was going to actually say, I'm, I'm building a team right now for a movie that I'm working on. Um, you know, if you want to share, if you want to contact me on my website, um, you know, okay. ladyfontaine.com, you never know. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll share more with you offline for sure. All right. Sounds great. You never know where it'll go. Exactly. I was feeling that as well. I was, you know, I was more focused on having the conversation with you, but I was feeling that as well and was good. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, you just never know where it'll go. Um, you know, and, and I know I work really well in a team, you know, like, in building the team and having people to bounce ideas off of, which I think you do as well. And it's almost like mm-hmm. you're, you're in this isolated shell right now. Um, but I, I, you know, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on something right now that, you know, might, if, if you, well, we'll see, we'll talk offline um, and see where okay. it goes. So be in touch. Okay. Okay. All right. George. I will. Yeah. All right. Thank you both. Oh, okay. you're very well. Um, Ryan, oh, I think he might be talking to our next caller. There is one no, more he's, caller. He's on, he's on mute. Oh. He's, oh. There he is. Ryan? Uh, I've been muted. Ryan? Uh, yeah, Sorry. I'm back. <laughs> it's my fault. So good. <laughs> Apparently I got background noise. I had no idea, but I'm... And so I'm did, gonna... so did Paula. I, I muted her. Oh, okay. I Maybe it was Paula. Her. I might have been you... framed for background noise. Um, I actually muted her, and, and a lot of it stopped, um, but I don't ah, see her okay. so I'm not really sure. But I think we have one more caller. Guys, do you mind if we take the call? Because I think she's waiting. Go for it. Uh, I think, no, I think that's oh. everybody. No, Kara, Kara, right? Kara, she's still on. We had her on already. Oh, we did? Yeah. We had Georgette on. For even Patrick. Oh, uh. So we're done. Oh, I thought her name was Laura. Nope. Well, there was a Laura, but we didn't have her named. Her name didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, no, we are uh, we're 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 done for tonight. But we got next Thursday ready to go. Right. So you want to? Do we want to talk a little bit about what we're doing next week, Jim? Do you want to sort of a little bit? Oh yeah. Next week, because I'll have questions. Inner child and William. Oh. But paranormal, OMG, I got questions. Ooh. Okay. You have a question about the paranormal? Of course. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's exciting. I mean, Are we going to wait until next week? I'm going to have a checklist and stuff. We're going to wait till next week before we go into that? Yeah. Get yeah, ready next I, week because we're already on overtime right now. Okay. I know. Uh, you know, give a quick overview, Jim, if you don't. Do you okay. mind? Just stand Not at all. And then um, we'll close the show. The the the, uh, the I think the, my my feeling about the show uh, next week is is largely to review uh, a lot of the equipment that's used in paranormal investigations and the procedures that are used, so that uh, you can get a feel for what you're seeing on TV and what's what is the technology behind the equipment they're using and and how dependable is it, things like that, uh, and maybe what wise ways to use it in the future. So that's that's what, what my goal is in that show, 
Anybody have any others? Yeah. My goal is to talk a little bit about some of the really wild experiences that we've had. Jim and I, um, you know, started doing paranormal investigations about 25 years ago or more. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Before there were any TV shows. (laughs) Yeah. And we do it different, and I would like to talk a little bit about how we do it. Um, in line with what Jim was saying, um, there there are a couple of episodes that just trouble me so much about, and we might not mention, you know, what show Specific. it is. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Right. But um, it, it's just we do things very, very different. And I do want to talk about it. I am looking for some EVPs and some things that we can share with you from some of the investigations that we've done. So my hope is that it's a well-rounded show that we're able to tell you a little bit about some that we've done. Um, when someday um, in the future, when we're past this COVID-19 situation, and I'm afraid to, you know, and I'm not afraid to stop wearing my hazmat suit and goggles. Um, Jim and I were talking about perhaps doing something, actually doing a live broadcast of this show at some haunted location, and then actually doing a paranormal investigation with it. And we would invite people to be there live with us somewhere in the New York area, but certainly that's going to be a long time. A long time in the future. Otherwise, I should be in my pink hazmat suit and goggles and a mask. But I'd like to wait until I don't have to do that anymore. But, um, you know, but I'm excited about next week. We've been wanting to do this show for months and things, other things always come up and we get diverted. So stay tuned for next time. Um, And uh, guys, do any of you have any closing words? We didn't really get to talk a lot about um, inner child stuff, but, um, you know, it's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful healing modality. And I think Georgette, who is on the line, um, you know, taps into it. So I'm hoping that she, and I hope Patrick too, follow some of our advice as far as looking inward instead of focusing so much on his outer stuff. Right. There's really good stuff online about it. So you can, it's not, not hard to find. It's been around a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when I was in college taking psychology, I wasn't that into it back then, but I mean, you know, now they have that interfamilial something or other um, that I'm not that into. I mean, I prefer the old fashioned kind of, um, inner child work, but that's just my preference. Um, well, 55, but, 50, 50 years ago when I was in therapy because my parents threw me into it, the guy who was my therapist was reading the book, the first book, just after it was published. So that's how far back it goes for me. He was he was trying to work it with me. And, you know, I remember years back not liking the inner child stuff at all, and now I absolutely, for the past yeah, maybe 20 years. I absolutely love yeah. it. Once I really got it. But, you know, the old version of it was, you know, nurture your inner child and, you know, imagine yourself hugging. And I couldn't connect because I was so broken that right. it was no way I could give myself something that I didn't have. Um, right. But, you know, and I still do it different now. I feel it's more about, you know, that validation and having that compassion. You know, it's right. just like, you know, what I often say to clients is, and then we're going to wind it down because I know I'm keeping everybody late. 
But what I often say is, you know, like if you have a child or for me, my dogs, you know, if I saw somebody out there terrorizing my dogs, um, I, I wouldn't just sit there and watch it. I would respond to it. And in that moment where I would see it, I would have this, you know, combination of fear, compassion, connection with my animals. And then I would want to go and save and protect them. And if somebody has a child, I'm sure they would react in very similar ways. And to me, those are the components of doing all that inner work. It's a combination of having that compassion and being able to see and validate that, oh, my God, you know, this really did happen, not as a victim, but of just a place from, of compassion and then doing something to um, – you know, work on getting out that anger or fear or hurt. You know, it's yelling, screaming, pounding pillows, whatever it is. Um, Great. What do you do, Jim? I mean, is your version much different than that? Um, uh, mostly what I do is I, I, I do kind of, kind of a guided meditation. This is, this is when it's in my, in my, uh, in my office. I'll do a guided yeah. meditation, helping people to, to uh, uh, find their inner child in their body, and and then once they get a hold of that inner child, how to talk to it, him, her, and how to how to you know how to watch that person transition. So it's a very meditative kind of a thing. Like they'll be laying there with the needles in them, and I'll be stepping them through these kinds of kinds of uh, things. It works really well um, because people are, are, are kind of automatically in a meditative state when they're, when they're being, when they're receiving acupuncture. Yeah. And, and so it, it helps to take them to a deeper level very quickly. And, and, and uh, um, people start to connect and then they start to realize that they have to be the parent for that inner child. And that's, that's kind of the key to growing up because a lot of us get stuck on being the kid the child part of it, you know, or, you know, if the child is being ignored then, you know, holding on, you know, blocking all the energy that's available so that, you know, and just immersing the person in depression so that they won't be able to, to, uh, uh, get anywhere. Um, mm. but, uh, uh, once they, once they learn that they have to be the parent for the inner child, then it's very easy for them to then, you know, relate to that inner child first as a friend and then as someone who has to guard and protect and, and take care of and say when that person, when the child gets to be in charge and when the parent has to be in charge. Right. So, and so, yeah, go ahead. Are you finished? No, I'm done. that's it. That's good. What I was just going to add to that, because so often when we respond almost irrationally to things that are going on in our life, if we really right. pause and ask ourselves, gee, do I feel like an adult or do I feel like a kid? And mm -hmm. most often we're going to realize this is a childish response. And that's, that's right. the clue. That's the clue to recognize that it's triggered an old wound that's in us. And it's just a matter of finding and tracing that back. And, you know, Jim has a method of doing it, which is a little bit different than my method, but either way it works. And I also sure. want to say that for me, because Jim is right about things getting stuck in our body, at some point we'll do a show on acupuncture. Um, I have had some of the most profound spiritual experiences of my life um, during acupuncture, you know, uh, sessions. 
And I also want to say that um, for people like Ryan, who is a little bit scared of needles um, and, you know, maybe you can comment on that in a minute, but um, also EMDR, which is basically the eye movement um, process that, you know, some therapists do, I find to be very, very effective as well. Yeah. Yeah. It does because it helps you really find places in your body where you could start moving that energy. And when you move that energy, oftentimes those true emotions start coming to the surface and you could start processing it and releasing it. So there's a lot of different techniques. We didn't get to everything today, but if people are interested in hearing more about inner child healing, you know, maybe we'll approach it again sometime in the future. But next week, most definitely, I've got all my sound bites and everything ready to go for a spooky show. <laughs> I'm ready. Love it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners. And let me just close out the show with something special, if I could find it. Can anybody find it? I found it. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings and Namaste. Good night, all, and stay safe. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.